This is the Eye on Potatoes, brought to you by the National Potato Council. The Eye is the place to tune in for conversations with growers and thought leaders on advocacy, production, and all things potatoes. Now, here's your host, Lane Nordland. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. We, of course, would just like to thank our friends at Syngenta for being our presenting sponsor. They continue to deliver solutions to help producers face the potato industry's complex challenges. They provide growers with unmatched fields expertise along the way. So big thank you to our friends at Syngenta. And no matter where you go, whether it is meeting with other producers or on Capitol Hill or meeting with consumers, the term sustainability continues to be one of the topics driving not only agriculture but consumer buying habits as well. And with sustainability and climate change continuing to be a part of these important conversations, we are joined today by Mike Winkle, COO of the National Potato Council, and John Mesco. He's the executive director of the Potato Sustainability Alliance. So we're going to talk about sustainability in more depth today. But uh, gentlemen, we are recording this show during Potato Expo 2022. Um, John, I'll ask you, uh, how's it going here uh, for you and your team at uh, Potato Expo? Well, thanks, Lane. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to visit with you. And, and this has been my first Potato Expo. I've enjoyed it greatly. Uh, a lot of that's due to Mike's uh, welcoming nature, bringing us here and, and me here and really helping me get connected, uh, helping our organization be connected and a part of what's going on here. Uh, I've had an opportunity to talk with a number of uh, producers, uh, folks that are operating businesses that contribute to the potato industry in some fashion, and it's, it's been wonderful. Uh, you know, there's, there's an awful, as you said, there's an awful wide range of discussion around sustainability. And so our goal as an organization is kind of streamline that conversation, pull that together, and, and work as an industry. Uh, to improve these uh, sustainability outcomes. Well, again, welcome to your first expo and, and welcome to your position with the Potato Sustainability Alliance. Uh, maybe let's talk about your background and uh, and how you found yourself uh, with the Alliance and helping spread the word about sustainability for the industry. Sure. So my background, uh, all the way from growing up on a farm and uh, studying agriculture in college, uh, uh, working uh, with farmers in the Corn Belt uh, as a uh, fertilizer and chemical sales uh, person and research and agronomy, uh, marketing, uh, was involved in education. I worked for Purdue University for a number of years in extension uh, and then farmed myself for a while uh, and then became uh, really, I never thought I would lead nonprofit organizations. Uh, I started that in 2009 and have led four or five now. Uh, I guess maybe I have a knack for it. Um, you know, most nonprofits have a, a board of directors of 10 or 15 people, and I think having a bo- having 10 or 15 bosses is is probably the you know the ability to do that is is what you know, makes it successful, I guess. But I've enjoyed it. Uh, most most recently, prior to joining PSA, I was uh, with the National Corn Growers Association and led the Soil Health Partnership there. Uh, and so, in, in those roles, my whole uh, experience has been really, in, in a very broad sense, helping farmers understand uh, and make necessary changes to their operations for their own benefit, for the benefit of the environment or society as a whole. 
Well, again, thanks for that, and thanks for sharing more on your background as well for our listeners. And, Mike, I've kind of left you out the last few minutes here, but <laughs> how is uh, Expo going for you, and uh, what are you looking forward to here in 2022? Uh, thanks, Lane, and it's okay that you went to John first. Uh, <laughs> it's important to, to really get him introduced into the industry. I think Expo is going great. Uh, we're excited for everyone that's here, whether that's an exhibitor, whether that's a sp- our sponsors. Uh, and all of the other people in the industry that are here and, and really taking the time to reconnect and to continue to, to be engaged in bettering the industry. And uh, so, yeah, it's exciting to be here and be part of that and uh, being able to talk sustainability as well, which uh, from an NPC standpoint falls in, in, my, in my wheelhouse of, of helping the organization move on that. You know, and I think as, as we continue to hear all of the buzzwords, whether it's regenerative agriculture, whether it's sustainability, climate change, um, I, I think it's important as an industry that we recognize it's not going away. Um, it's, we're, we're at a position where it's, you know, we have to be at the table addressing it, um, whether that's at the legislative, the regulatory, the supply chain, or consumers. And, uh, you know, John talked about us us working together, and, and, and a part of that is is recognizing what everybody's roles are in, in that conversation. And uh, you know, it, with us as the organization standing up for potatoes on on Capitol Hill, we are really trying to focus on it from a legislative, from a regulatory standpoint, making sure we've got the right framework in place for our growers um, to take advantage of programs and have that support in research and all of that that then can be carried out through PSA um, to address the concerns of consumers, of shareholders for for corporations that are driving, really driving the discussion around it versus the policy side of it. And when we talk about driving that conversation, um, when we, it's so important to listen to to consumers and, and what they're buying and how that impacts their buying habits and, and whatnot. But what, what are we hearing from customers when it's related to sustainability and and what sustainability aspects are important to them what how how is that conversation going well consumers uh, vote with their dollars certainly and and you know uh, retailers are very uh, tuned in to those uh, impressions and so forth but what is probably is equal or greater driver of sustainability now is the investment community uh, you know 10 or 15 years ago uh, there was an initiative in investment community where people were wanting to do good. So they wanted to make investments that would be beneficial to society. And there was kind of an expectation that maybe you wouldn't make the same return as you would in a, in a, in a regular investment. But over the last 10, 15 years, that has changed. It has changed to where now investors say, not only do I want to do good with my investment, not only do I want to see the environment improve because of my investment, whether that's in Walmart or some other uh, entity, I want to also make money at that investment. I, w- I don't want to give up any return. Uh, I want my investment to do good regardless. And so that's really what's driving this in- this interest in sustainability at the corporate level and a- a- around the globe. Mm-hmm. So. Investors are looking for improvements in specific things like greenhouse gas and water quality and soil health, but also uh, farmer livelihood or or human human well-being, uh, sustainability around literacy, and those kinds of things are all part of this conversation. And and globally, it's it's encompassed all of that now. 
And so when it comes down to original or, uh, you know, uh, farm, you know, on the ground, what is happening in the soil or how farmers are, are conducting their business or how processors or anyone in the potato industry are conducting their business, there's a need to be mindful of all those different components. And so each business needs to say, well, how is what I'm doing, how does that impact greenhouse gas? And how can I measure whether it's a positive impact uh, or if it's a baseline, how do I improve on that? And so as we develop our program, our goal is to help our members do that. Measure the baseline, measure the current impact on those key indicators, and then look for ways to improve on those indicators. Now, we have listeners of this program that aren't involved in production. Maybe they're, they're listening in from the policy side on, on Capitol Hill. When you're working with producers, now, what are some of the uh, methods that they're already implementing on their operations that are sustainable and when we're having these conversations? Uh, how, how do we look at that and, and helping understand what we're doing already um, on the sustainability field and maybe producers haven't talked about it yet? I think you're, you're really getting to uh, an important point, Lane, and that is that a lot of what is happening in sustainability is in process and farmers in some ways are sustainable in some of these areas and may not even be aware of it. So we have data uh, at Potato Sustainability Alliance that we've collected over the, over the last 10 years on all manner of production practices that farmers use, including irrigation, including fertility, including pesticide use, uh, but also things like recycling. Um, you know, Farms use an awful lot of uh, plastic containers, right? And so are we recycling those? Are we, are we um, properly disposing of all those things? So those are some of the things that we have data on, and um, we are able to report back to our members their progress on those areas. We are able to uh, help them understand how their operation compares with the others in their, in their region. Uh, because sustainability is a little bit of a regional thing as we grow potatoes differently in different parts of the country. And so uh, being able to give them information on how they can compare with their counterparts or improve or how they stand, it's a really important part of, of what we do. You know, Lane, I think just to add to that, a couple other examples, you know, within the industry that are things people probably don't think about that's part of that sustainability. It's It's things like you have a fan go out and in, in a storage unit and, and instead of replacing it with a normal motor you put in a frequency drive that allows you to, to have that variable use of energy based on the need in the facility. It, it's things like that. It's responsible use of pesticides as a, as a way to control to ensure that the entire crop can make it to market and be usable and limit food waste or reduce the number of trips across the field and the amount of, of fuel that's needed to, to deliver and to, to raise a healthy crop. And so those are the kinds of things that, you know, immediately don't come to mind sometimes, but are, are part of all of that. And I, I think, you know, some of, some of John's challenge is going to be trying to identify, helping the organization, the industry identify all of those opportunities and figure out how we, we measure and where do we establish that baseline? Because in a lot of cases on a lot of farms, they're implementing all of those best management practices already. And so to, to create a baseline of I'm really good and I have to keep getting better when I've already implemented almost everything I can do to be best really creates a challenge. And so it's, it's that baseline. And then 
at least identifying opportunities in the future for improvement that a lot of other factors come into, um, including finance mm -hmm. in a lot of cases. And so those are the kinds of things that right now we're really, we're really focused on collectively in the industry. Um, I think switching back to policy for just a minute, there's a couple of things happening in D.C. In fact, we are anticipating next week the House of Representatives will take up the Climate Smart Agriculture Bill that moved through the Senate, which creates a baseline or it creates a, a structure for greenhouse gas um, carbon sequestration programs that creates some unity across the industry that all of agriculture has been pushing for. Um, and uh, there's a, an alliance that's really centered around climate policy that National Potato Councils is a part of. And uh, one of the, the, the key things in everything is it needs to be voluntary, any federal programs. Um, so I think those are a couple, a couple other things that's part of all of that process and, and uh, how, we, how we kind of keep different lanes happening at the same time mm -hmm. to address different parts of what sustainability aspects are. Yeah, and that's a great point that you make. And I think one of the things that is important to keep in mind is for those, you know, everybody's on a spectrum, right? You do have operations that are really great and some that can do better. Um, but the key to remember here is that, um, yes, we are doing good things. And yes, we are um, need to do a better job of accounting for that and telling that story. But also, uh, improving sustainability is improving the bottom line. I mean, that is part of sustainability. So as I talk with people, oftentimes when I say I work in sustainability or I'm concerned about that, they, uh, uh, some people will get defensive and say, oh my gosh, you're trying, you're going to make it harder for me to make money. Right? You're going to impose some kind of restriction on me and now it's going to be more difficult. That's not, that's not a sustainable way. Right? That, that is not what we're going to be about. So if it doesn't work for farmers, if it doesn't work for the bottom line economically, it's not sustainable. So let's not, uh, as an industry, let's not be afraid or, or concerned about something coming our way that is going to be a negative impact economically because we wouldn't promote that. We wouldn't want that. Exactly. And we're going to stay on that topic, but we need to take a quick sponsor break. But we'll be back with John and Mike right after these words from our friends at Syngenta. Syngenta cares about potato producer productivity and offers a wide variety of seed treatment options protecting your investment from the beginning. Syngenta's all-liquid seed treatment Cruiser Max Potato offers protection from harmful insect pests, including Colorado potato beetle, green pea jayfit, and leafhoppers. Additionally, Cruiser Max Potato delivers immediate protection against fungal diseases. Contact your local retailer for more information. Cruiser Max Potato, Cruiser 5FS, Dynasty or Maxim MZ to find out what best fits your farm needs. As we continue talking about potato industry sustainability, joining us is John Mesco, Executive Director of PSA, and Mike Winkle with National Potato Council. And uh, sustainability, regenerative agriculture, the, these key terms that uh, are, are a part of agriculture. And we always have terms pop up, but sustainability is so important and for a, a farm or a business to be sustainable you have to be profitable that's what we were talking about earlier and when you're talking with producers about this i, I think it's so important as you mentioned earlier mike it's voluntary it, it is the approach with all this it's not mandatory it's not the government saying this is what you are going to do 
through this voluntary approach and, and talking about sustainability and implementing more sustainable practices is so important. So this week at Potato Expo, um, board meetings were held, uh, meetings, uh, networking took place. Uh, what, what was it like uh, at, for PSA to, to look at these initiatives uh, to continue on the sustainability path? Well, one of the things that we talked about in our board meeting you know, how are we going to conduct the development of this program over the next 12 to 18 months? What does that look like? What, where do we start? Uh, you know, there's, there's many, many, many facets to sustainability. And to try and tackle them all at once is going to uh, not, not be something that's successful. We need to be able to kind of break this down into pieces, start with those things that are most relevant to the community, but also the ones that we can accomplish and we can deliver uh, some successful outcomes on. So uh, we've identified four key pillars that we want to work on uh, initially. Um, there, as I said, there are many others, and, and we can talk about some of those if, if needed. But initially, our work is centered on uh, energy use and greenhouse gases. That's, that's certainly uh, important in, in the environmental community. It's important to the investment community. It's important to the global citizenry. Uh, and as well as responsible water management. Those are some things that are all kind of tied together in, in really in response to climate change. And, and that's a big driver behind the need for all those things. Uh, you know, we, we talked about food waste. Um, you know, how do we uh, produce and care for and market potatoes and other crops so that we eliminate food waste and or reduce? And certainly that's a, that's a big aspect of sustainability that we want to be looking to address. You know, we talked about economics and does it work for farmers and is it something that is successful? You know, uh, a sustainable farm operation is one that not only is successful in a strictly financial standpoint, but is successful in a lifestyle standpoint, right? So we have to, as, a, as an agriculture community, we have to create farm operations that are equally successful to non-farm livelihoods, right? So farm kids, in order for them to want to come back to the farm, they've got to see a path to a lifestyle that's going to match up with their non-farming friends have. So if their non-farming friends are out there earning X number of dollars, they need to be able to have that or at least be able to generate that kind of lifestyle, right? So, so that's part of sustainability is are we creating a, a, a livelihood that the next generation is excited about and wants to be a part of? Interestingly, you know, we know that the next generation coming on is more environmentally conscious and more concerned about the global impact of what they do on an individual level. So it ties in nicely that we can begin to ensure that future farmers can continue to grow uh, healthy potatoes on healthy soils. Uh, and that, that's a pillar that we're going to be focusing on. And then uh, safe, affordable, and nutritious potatoes uh, are incredibly important. And while we don't necessarily want to eliminate or reduce pesticide use, <clears throat> we want to make sure that that use is targeted and responsible. And I mean, that's, that's just kind of basic understanding. Um, it, it is the right product in the right place. Uh, in the right amount that delivers the outcomes that we need. So those are the four key things we're going to be working on initially. And uh, I, I like you bringing up the point about how that next generation of producers uh, understands the consumer mindset and the trends going on, but they're aware of how the impact of what we do in the countryside is uh, influencing buying decisions. 
But, you know, farmers are ranchers. They're, they're, they're hardworking people. They're smart people. What, how, how do you make this sales pitch to them to be able to say, hey, you need to tell your story? Or how, how do you tell their story for them? How do you build that confidence for, for some of those producers out there that might be listening like, oh, it's here telling me what to do? How, how do you work through that? That's a really great question. I mean, one of the things that is true, uh, we all know farmers uh, as a group uh, are out there farming on because in some ways it's an independent lifestyle. It is you're running your own business. You know, you get to make all the decisions and uh, you get to choose how much interaction you want to have with, with other people and so forth. Um, I think I have the, uh, the utmost respect for farmers, having grown up on a farm, having been a farmer myself. I understand that <clears throat> farmers are, uh, in, in many cases, the most intelligent business people we have. Um, to be able to deal with the change in weather, the change in inputs, the change in finances, the change in prices uh, from year to year really requires a, a level of business acumen that most people just simply don't have. Um, we've got to be able to merge those two, the expertise and the professionalism with the ability to uh, speak out about it. At PSA, we have uh, members of our board that are uh, uh, nominated to us by the National Potato Council and the Canadian Hort Council, three each from, from each country. Uh, those farmers, we want them to come to us with all that expertise, and we want them to come and, and through the collective collaboration of the board and, and the group, the membership, um, have the tools and the ability and the interest to tell that story themselves. Um, we think that the way we do our work is them in some ways telling their story. The challenge is that when they come to a board meeting, they're sitting alongside professionals who do this work every single day, all day long. Uh, and the farmer that comes in is maybe only able to have that conversation a few days a year. The rest of the time they're concerned about marketing their product or buying the fertilizer or replacing the tractor that's that needs to be replaced. So uh, I think it's important. I think it's something that at PSA we want to address is how do we help those growers have that ability to stand up and, and deliver their input in a way that ha holds as much weight as someone who naturally is very articulate and outspoken because they do it every day. Well, and it aids in the policy aspect of it then. You know, I think, John, to, to that and, and Lane, I mean, all three of us have spent a lot of time on farms. I, I can assure you that every farmer out there is very proud of what they do. Mm -hmm. And if the right questions are asked of them, they're going to tell parts of their story that are, they have pride in. And I think, I think some of what PSA is really going to be about is helping tell that story and be able to have data and and validate that that thing that they're proud of as part of their operation has a truly does have a positive benefit from a sustainability from an environmental standpoint that we we all talk about that it does but we're not in the position of saying and here's the data that says this is true and you're exactly right from a policy standpoint you know, whether it's legislators that are looking to introduce bills, whether it's um, agencies that are, are looking at putting in new programs or, you know, cha making changes in programs, our ability to say, you know, these practices are important and here's, here's how it happens on the farm and we can prove that it, it's positive for the, for the environment is really going to help us validate 
our credibility in working with, with all of those important people in Washington and for that matter at the state level with state organizations that uh, are also getting in involved in PSA. And of course for that younger generation that's really tied into social media and being an influencer. There's so many great advocates out there, especially on Instagram, that are taking their story out out in the countryside, showing their sustainability story. What are some ways that PSA is gathering information, taking the science and research through our sustainability conversations and making it, uh, uh, you know, our little bullet points that we can share when we're having these conversations at the state capitol or, or on a TikTok video? Uh, is that is that are those resources available online for producers to be able to share parts of our sustainability story? At the moment, no. Uh, frankly, we we do not have those bullet points, as you say, the tools out there to share the sustainability story. That is a part of program development. It's something that will come out of that as yeah. kind of as a uh, as a byproduct, right? So as we as Mike was saying, as we pull in the data, which we have, we just need to organize it and report on it. Yeah. But as we pull that in and use it to, to validate and express uh, some of the positive outcomes, those uh, messages are going to be readily available. One of the things we've done at PSA uh, since August when I started is we have uh, begun working with a communications uh, agency to help us really refine that message. And as you know, Lane, you know, the, the, the way you tell the story is as equally important as the content itself. And so we're, we've got some professional help now to help us do that. We've got a new website coming online in the next uh, 30 days, which will really help amplify some of those messages as well. Well, definitely a lot of work underway to help the industry tell its sustainability story, implement new practices to, to add on to that sustainability as well. And uh, it's exciting to see all of these projects and initiatives uh, continuing to move forward. Uh, gentlemen, I know we still have a busy day here at Expo. I any last thoughts or, or, or ways that people can learn more about PSA? Well, I would just direct folks to our website, potatosustainability.org. Uh, be patient with us if you go there right now, but if you go uh, sometime in February, you'll probably see a, a new site uh, that will uh, be inviting and, and attractive and, and one that tells a good story. Uh, they can also contact me via email, mesco at potatosustainability.org. I'd be happy to uh, talk with folks and, and give them more of a personal side of the story of, of information that's available. Uh, and we, like I said, we'd love to have people involved. So don't hesitate to reach out. You know, I think it's been a, it's a, been a fun conversation here on sustainability. And, and uh, you know, again, as we continue to, to, to work through this process of, of how sustainability from a public policy standpoint, from a consumer um, and supply chain standpoint is there, we're, we're excited to have John on board as, as part of the team, working, pushing a piece of that and uh, really being a partner with us collectively as we, we work to advance the industry. Well, again, thank you so much, and I know we'll probably have a follow-up podcast here in, in the next few months as, as we look at data, as we look at uh, all that PSA is doing, and because uh, sustainability, it's not going away, and we'll continue to talk about it and help our listeners understand more about the opportunities that uh, the potato industry has ahead of them and, and having sustainability at the forefront. Friends, that will do it for today's Eye on Potatoes podcast conversation. I'm Lane Northland. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the National Potato Council's Eye on Potatoes podcast with host Lane Nordland. For more information, visit nationalpotatocouncil.org. 
and make sure to subscribe to the podcast today.